It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com and now also on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, May the 10th. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and to all the aunts and grandmothers and stepmothers and godmothers and mentors and mother figures as well. And I hope that you're all enjoying your day today. I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and I'm coming to you live from isolation in beautiful Austin, Texas, and I hope that you're all staying safe wherever you are. Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us as usual to make the show run smoothly. And we have another great program in store for you this evening. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined by PTSD psychotherapist and author of the new book, Aftershocks. Healing PTSD from Sexual Assault and Childhood Sexual Abuse, Susan Brunson. And she will be joining us to discuss treatment for PTSD and we'll be going a little bit more into detail about a specific treatment, EMDI, EMDR, sorry, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Later in the program, our producer, Art, will join us on this side of the mic to discuss his animation, Artoons Animation, Inc. And along the way, I'll talk a little bit more about finding our passion and preventing depression during this pandemic. And um, throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air. My email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight, with along with all of the website links that my guests give on the program. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And you can also listen on Apple Podcasts. And for information from previous programs, to listen to previous programs, to read my blogs, find out about my book, um, go to my website. It's a one-stop shop, drmaracarpel.com. And also all of the shows that we have done here on Blog Talk Radio in the past six years plus um, are available to listen to at blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears. And now that we're on Apple Podcasts, 
They're all available on Apple Podcasts as well. And also be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Ears, to find out about upcoming shows, to read blogs as soon as they post, and any other upcoming events. So Facebook is for future events. This program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a brief break. Don't go anywhere because we're going to be right back after a short break with our guest, Susan Brunson, to talk about PTSD and the treatment EMDR and her book, Aftershocks. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmarakarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone, we have PTSD psychotherapist and author of the new book, Aftershock, Healing PTSD from Sexual Assault and Childhood Sexual Abuse, Susan Brunson. Welcome, Susan. Thank you. Can you hear me, Nora? I, I can hear you fine. There's a slight delay when we speak like okay. this, so sometimes there's a little bit of a space. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. How are you this? How are you this evening? I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Thank you. Thank um, you. Happy Mother's Day yeah. to you. Thank you. Um, so I'm so glad to have you on this program. Um, you know, I've, ta- I've, I've had people talk about PTSD, and I, as as you may know, I, I do evaluations mm-hmm. for PTSD, but I don't actually do the treatment. But I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of really good things about some of the treatments. So I'm so glad that you're on to talk about some of these some of these treatments. Um, but but first. Why don't we start with a little bit about your background? Um, Okay. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I'm licensed in uh, Louisiana, Texas, and Alabama. And uh, I've been in private practice for quite a few years, and I have a background working in mental health centers, um, inpatient psychiatry, um, taught in graduate school, um, so I've done a number of and worked with children specifically and teens. So I've done a, a lot of different things, but I began specializing in treating trauma um, and PTSD probably about 20 years ago. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you wrote this book, Aftershocks. What what led you to write this book? Um, the timing of it, right, it came out last fall of 2019, was the uh, a lot of information uh, and uh, action had been taken by people with the Me Too movement from the year before, and uh, just sexual abuse of children, sexual abuse of adults, rape of, of women, adults, and men had, was much more in the news than it had been in a while. And uh, a lot of people who have those problems do go for counseling, but they don't necessarily know there are specialized types of counseling that can help them heal from even the worst traumas. And it doesn't have to take mm-hmm. years. Right. Right. So... You know, before we get into that, maybe you can talk a little bit about, let's start with what is PTSD? Okay, well, PTSD is a diagnosis, and um, it actually wasn't formalized until the Vietnam War. Uh, But we know that people have had the symptoms of PTSD probably since time began. Um, We know history goes back and and describes it in different ways. we also know it, so it's when someone has had a trauma that they're not able to get over by themselves. And what happens is the brain freezes the memory and the feelings of the trauma and causes them to have flashbacks, bad memories, nightmares, um, a lot of body sensations, um, just makes it very difficult for them to function in their life. And it's nearly impossible to get healed from PTSD by yourself. People try to do that, but it's really very complicated and very difficult. So there are some wonderful therapies out there that can help people heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed in your practice now that we're going through this pandemic and there are all kinds of mm-hmm. things, stresses related to that, you know, the fear of, getting sick, the fear of family members getting sick, or even having people in your family and friends lost from the virus in addition to economic losses and being socially isolated. Um, Have you noticed that people are, are getting triggered or they're having their symptoms worsen from the PTSD? Yes, I think that they are getting triggered, even if the PTSD uh, hasn't doesn't have anything to do with what's going on currently. The current stressors are creating PTSD in some people, and then also stirring up PTSD symptoms from past traumas that they've had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if people are treated for the PTSD, will it help them to deal with what's happening currently, even if the trauma was something unrelated? Yes, absolutely. It helps them have uh, just be more balanced uh, mentally and emotionally and physically, and it helps them uh, be able to use their coping skills better, and it just helps them feel more peaceful and more calm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So I would imagine it would help to then be able to look at the current situation and figure out what's the best plan of action and not have it be directed by something that happened a long time ago. Exactly. That, that would be the first thing that pops into Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. how I would think. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
also just learning new coping skills, not only healing from past uh, PTSD, but learning coping skills that can help during these stressors and and the feelings of panic that are going on now and unpredictability can be a big help to people as well to prevent PTSD developing from this trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some of those treatments or, or ways of coping that, that you use? Um, well, one of my favorites, and I use it frequently every week and have uh, for 15 years, is the EMDR therapy. Um, and mm-hmm. it's been around long enough. It actually uh, was discuss- the brain process that allows that therapy to happen and help people process information differently and actually heal themselves in the session um, has been around since about 1987. So it's well known enough now and researched and done clinical studies enough now that we know uh, there's scientific basis for it and we know that it has extremely good results in many types of trauma and PTSD. So the EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing. It's a lot of words, uh, but it does have Mm -hmm. to do with uh, a, a process of having the use of the eye movements, which are similar to um, rapid eye movement sleep process, we think, which is a natural mechanism that we have that helps us deal with things while we're sleeping and process them and actually have some healing. Um, so it is a brain science combined with several other kinds of therapies that together help a person basically um, reprocess trauma and make a new meaning of it, which then helps them to have healing in their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions and their body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the way you put that. I'm going to use that <laughs> because okay. I'm often I'm often recommending to the the veterans that I see that they mm-hmm. that they get some EMDR, and then I have to explain what it is because. You know, I think if people just see it or, you know, they may think it's kind mm-hmm. of weird. So I have mm-hmm. to try to explain the brain science behind it. Um, so I, I like what you said. Right. Well, it does seem weird at first. And, uh, you know, but but for the vast majority of people, it, it works. I've had a very, very few, like maybe five, probably not even 10 people over 15 years that mm-hmm. uh, just didn't seem to have really good results from it, but the vast majority of people do. And even for veterans, they've shown for combat veterans who have a good bit of PTSD. Uh, now, this may sound like not that many sessions, and it's really not compared to long-term therapy, but 12 sessions, 12 sessions of EMDR, and 77% of the veterans no longer have PTSD. Really Pretty remarkable. amazing. Yes, That's very is. remarkable. Um, the and message single, that a lot of the veterans, okay. the message that a lot of the veterans receive when they go to the therapist, at the VA, is that they will have it forever. Well, I think that's old information um, with yes. uh, EMDR, and there are several other therapies that are really helpful too, uh, including a lot of uh, use of guided meditation that can help the brain change itself and have healing. Um, it doesn't have to be forever. And, you know, people still mm-hmm. commonly say that, oh, he'll never get over that or she'll never get over that. Well, that's one possibility. But there are other possibilities now that people can heal from even 
the very worst things that human beings can go through. Right, right. And there are no side effects if it doesn't work, right? Nobody feels worse from it. Well, actually, it is rare, but a few people do. It stirs things up, and I can't necessarily predict when that's going to happen. So you do a lot of safety measures. First of all, the first few sessions, you don't do EMDR. You're not only gathering history and information about what the problem and traumas are, but you're also going to be teaching uh, skills to help the client feel safe and be able to ground themselves. And I even have a technique that I can use in the middle of the EMDR. If they seem to be getting quite anxious, we can stop and do a, a calming technique, and they're always ready to go back to the EMDR. So for a very few people, it can have a negative side effect, but even that, I think, if they'll continue to work with their therapist and not give up, that's going to go away pretty quickly. Right, so it's not a long-lasting side effect. No, it's not a long-lasting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the way that I understand it with the EMDR is it's frozen on the right side of the brain, that memory, and the EMDR brings the left side in that has the timestamps that, that reminds the person this happened several years ago. Is that kind of a correct way of putting it? That's, I, yes, I think that's a good, a good view of it. it uh, first of all, when we're traumatized and we're very emotional about something, and this can be a small trauma or a medium-sized trauma or a huge trauma, but whatever the trauma is, is that we tend to be only using the right side of the brain and we're in the emotional part of the brain and we're not reasoning very well. So, And plus the brain is actually trying to help us, but it keeps giving us an alert. Watch out. Watch out for this. Watch out for this. Don't let this happen again. So the brain's trying to help mm-hmm. us, but it's actually like kind of backfiring. But the science of the EMDR helps us to have whole brain functioning. So we're now using both the right and left hemispheres to as the computer brain processes the old memories and the meanings of the memories, the person's own brain changes it. It's not the therapist. It's not me. I just kind of guide their brain in essence heals them and makes a new meaning out of it and puts in the background. It's like, well, I really did get over that. I really did survive that. And so that's where the desensitization comes in. It's like, okay, I can really put that in the past now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really powerful because, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, most of the people that I see are constantly uh, feeling as if it just happened. If something triggers it, they, they go into the whole fight or flight response all over again. Yes, exactly. And so EMDR definitely engages our subconscious mind. Now, the person is awake and alert, is not hypnosis uh, in the session. They've done brain waves on both hypnosis and EMDR, so we know it's a different brain wave. But it does engage the subconscious mind. It's the subconscious mind that gets into the fight, flight, or freeze. And it does feel like it's still happening right now, which sometimes makes the person feel crazy because they're going, wait, that happened 10 years ago or whatever. Um, but the process, the whole brain science of it, and it's not just really a brain science, it works with the body too. There's a fabulous book called The Body Keeps the Score that just came out a few years ago written by a world-famous psychiatrist, and it talks about how much of the memory is body or somatic and, and the symptoms that we have from that. But EMDR is one of the therapies that can help heal body sensations as well as cognitive memories, emotional um, and in, improve self-esteem. It helps them feel better about themselves, too. 
Mhm. Yeah. So that's a pretty powerful treatment, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you were able to <laughs> explain it. Um, Thank you. So you said there are a few treatments that are mm-hmm. used. Um, what are some of the other cutting edge treatments or or powerful treatments? Okay, another one that I really like, and I've been using this probably close to 14 years, almost as long, is emotional freedom techniques, which is an acupressure technique. So, again, it's holistic. It's mind-body medicine. Um, It's a cousin to acupuncture, but we don't use needles. It's a method you use to actually physically tap on some energy pathways on the body as you're thinking about emotionally disturbing things and speaking about it. and it's it's been around, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 years, but it is becoming more well-known uh, as well. And um, I, another thing that I love about it is I can teach it as a self-help tool. So the person, if they're willing to use it, there's a few people that won't try it because they think it looks silly, or, and which I can understand. When I first heard about it, I thought, that can't be real. That sounds stupid, tapping on yourself. But it, in mm-hmm. fact, is real. So... Um, so it is a very powerful and yet gentle technique that people can use to, uh, if they're really upset about anything, so they could be angry, they could be sad, they could be um, anxious, fearful, um, anything that's really negative, frustrated. And if they know how to use the technique and they're willing to use it, within 5 to 15 minutes they have changed their feelings and they feel better and it's measurable. So it is evidence-based. Both of these are evidence-based. So we know that it lowers blood pressure. It calms heart rate. It calms the breathing rate. Uh, It causes them to go from negative energy to positive energy. And they say, I feel better. And they can measure, oh, yeah, I was at a 10. Now I'm at a 6. I feel much better. Um, So it's a Mm -hmm. very, very powerful. And there's a lot of free information. There's actually a free app on that called The Tapping Solution. Uh, and they have mm-hmm. a lot of stuff about coronavirus right now and all the different emotional things that we're all having to look at and deal with with the virus and being off work and social isolation. So it's a great uh, tool to have right now. That's called the Tapping Solution, you said? Is the the Tapping Solution is the app. Uh-huh. And the actual name mm-hmm. of the skill itself is Emotional Freedom Techniques or Tapping. Mm-hmm. They call it Tapping for short. Right, right. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm writing this down because I want to mm-hmm. put that information in the website post about this program so people can go back and look at it and just, you know, get all right. that information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are there any other techniques that you think people might want to use right now, especially during this trauma of, uh, you know, a pandemic and isolation and economic difficulties? Uh, Sure. Of course, well, kind of an age-old one is movement um, or exercise movement. Uh, And it doesn't have to be strenuous. It doesn't have to be an hour of running or working out on the treadmill. I mean, those things are great, but, you know, go for a 15-minute walk or um, if you're cleaning house, you're doing movement, you're doing exercise, so count that. Um, 
So get, just moving our body, we know, helps us feel better and decrease the stress. Another one that I've really gotten into the last year or so, and I teach a lot of my clients, is guided meditation. And meditation has been around forever. It's talked about in the Bible. It's talked about in Eastern uh, religions and, and a lot of different science. And we, meditation, in other words, the deep relaxation of our mind and body at the same time, is as powerful for us and as healthy for us as exercise is, but just in a quiet way. And uh, one Mm -hmm. of my favorite people that does awesome uh, neuroscience uh, type, just awesome guided meditations is Dr. Joe Dispenza. So he's a chiropractor. He's a neuroscientist. He goes around the world and does seminars um, and helps people learn how to meditate and is it's really life changing what he does and helps and he he has a website he's written four or five books so he's easy to mm-hmm. find uh, material with. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. So, um, so are you doing treatment right now? Are you seeing people um, over the internet? Over- yes, I am. I interestingly had uh, in the month of February needed to renew uh, one of my state licenses, and so I took an online course for doing teletherapy, not knowing that by mid-March I was going to absolutely need that. (laughs) So so that was a huge uh, gift, I guess. But um, So, yes, I've been doing that for two months now, video therapy. A few people wanted to just – people are doing video, and they actually like it. There's there's only a few people that don't like it that well and usually – it has to do with, you know, technology kind of breaking up and, and not going so smoothly. But it's actually been very effective, and um, I'm grateful because it's allowed me to keep working, um, although being in my home and not my office. So um, I mm-hmm. think it's been a great tool. And and you're able to do the EMDR through telehealth? I am. Uh, it's it's wonderful uh, guidance that I received from the Malberg Institute of EMDR in Colorado and uh, just some of my own thinking as well that there are ways to do EMDR online um, video. Mm -hmm. Certainly you can do the tapping, the EFT on video, and I have a couple of other techniques that I've been able to adapt to using on video as well. Okay, great. So Mm -hmm. if there are listeners who are interested in in, um, having treatment for PTSD with you. Now, you said that you're licensed in Texas, Louisiana, and what others? What other states? And Alabama. Mm-hmm. And Alabama. Texas, so Louisiana, and they, Alabama, yes. So it would have to be mm-hmm. listeners who are from those states. Um, right. Right. Uh-huh. So, yes, and um, how? Go ahead. Go on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to ask how they can reach me? Yes, yes. What would be the best way that they can find out about you and reach you and, you know, find out about okay. the making an appointment with you? Okay. Well, the easiest way is to go to Psychology Today and look up my profile, Susan Brunson, LCSW, in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, I was previously in Texas and um, some years ago in, in Alabama. But uh, so that gives my profile, gives my background and experience, the type of things that I work with besides trauma and PTSD, and uh, they can talk, contact me by email or phone through that system. Okay. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll post that. I'll post that link to your okay, site great. on Thank uh, you. Psychology Today. And and how can people 
um, find your book? Uh, it's on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble, and so the title is Aftershocks. Healing PTSD from Sexual Assault and Childhood Sexual Abuse. It's not a huge book. Um, I wrote it just for lay people to give them hope primarily and to let them know there are some therapies, including EMDR and EFT or emotional freedom techniques out there that can make a really major difference in their life. And that, again, it doesn't have to take years. It does not have to take years for their healing to occur. In fact, I was going to briefly mention a couple of cases. I've, I've had several people over the years that amazed me but literally one session of EMDR and their PTSD was healed and it was it was really quite miraculous not everybody does that but again statistics show that if it's been a one incident of trauma no matter how long ago it was often three sessions or less will help heal it uh, severe trauma such as uh, war trauma combat uh, victims of satanic cult abuse, those kind of really severe things, uh, 12 sessions or around that number produce a lot of healing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, a couple of years ago I had a, a therapist who is, works, he's a, he's a veteran himself, and he works mainly with veterans um, using EMDR. And uh-huh. he said that he had... Um, he had some clients that were, you know, had really pretty severe PTSD from combat trauma. And yes. after he he gave one situation where after one session, the spouse of one of his clients came back and said to him, I don't know what you did, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's like a different person. Exactly. And, um, it's just, yeah, it can be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that when I had him on the program talking about that, that's when I was like, wow, you know, this is really something and I I need to check this out further so that I can recommend it to veterans who I see and anyone else who I see who has PTSD. Or, do you do you find that you also have some success or you have success with people who don't necessarily have the PTSD diagnosis, but have some, you know, have some similar symptoms that are, you know, are similar to PTSD, but don't necessarily meet the full criteria? Yes, that's a great question. Yes, absolutely. Even with things that maybe aren't as as severe trauma, things that we might even think of as small trauma, small T, um, it can be very helpful. I also use it a lot even just to alleviate uh, a lot of negative beliefs, fears, chronic fears, catastrophic fears, uh, and anxieties. It helps decrease that and helps people change their their negative beliefs to more positive so then they think differently and they feel differently and they behave differently. Um, and uh, it's great for self-esteem, helping people improve self-esteem. There are some therapists who specialize in performance enhancement they work with people to help them improve their golf game or their tennis game or whatever. And really? I, I haven't. Yes, yeah, so I haven't been into that, but it's it's uh, it's a brain science, so it helps people uh, change. It's easy. I don't know if I want to say easier. It's it helps. I think there's so many things you, we try to do by ourselves that we're we can't because our brains are actually very complicated. We're very complicated. But mm-hmm. this is not necessarily a complicated process. It is a wonderful process that helps people change much more quickly uh, and effectively and gently. Oftentimes it's gentle but powerful. 
uh, and again, I'm still amazed. I've been doing it for over 15 years, and I still have clients that heal so much more quickly than I even thought that they would. So I'm I'm very grateful to right. have this skill. Mhm, mhm. Well, thank you so much for being on the program to talk about this. And um, you know, I think I think it's really important, and it's important for people to know that this exists because um, you know. A lot of people kind of give up on treatment when it's, when it, they're just sitting and talking about it over and over and they don't seem to be feeling any better. For them to know that there are things out there that are really pretty powerful that can help them. Yes, exactly. And that's one thing I've really focused on is continuing to learn new skills. Uh, you know, anything that works more gently, more effectively, more quickly, more powerfully. I want to learn how to do that and help people with it. So, yes, people sometimes they've they've had counseling and it's helped to some degree, but it has not helped heal the trauma or heal the PTSD. So they need other specialized types of therapy for that, and EMDR is one of the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to post all that information on my uh, website later this evening. So if anybody missed the links and all of that, um, they could just look on my website later tonight and it'll be there. Um, Great. Thank, thank you, you so much, much for having me on your radio show. I appreciate it. Yes, let's let's stay in touch. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. You have a good night. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. We're going to take a brief break. Um, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And so I want to spend a few minutes um, talking before Art joins us on this side of the microphone. Um, and last week I had started to talk about as the week where time, I think. Um, at the beginning it was panicked, perhaps, that people were having um, when we found out that there was a pandemic and we had to stay home. And now I think it's, it's uh, people are becoming worn out from staying home and feeling like they have to get out and feeling impatient. And we keep hearing that it's, you know, still not really safe to go on, to go out and just go back to life as usual. That even if you do go out, you still have to limit what you're doing. And so, um, this leads to a lot of depression or anxiety and, and people feel isolated because you still can't really visit with family, uh, especially elderly family. So I think some of what Susan talked about really applies to that. Like, you know, as she was saying, it's really, you know, one of the ways of keeping our 
positive state of mind and not falling into a depression is by getting some exercise every day, um, moving in some way, um, because our bodies are meant to move. And I know I, it's really easy to get into that couch potato mode. <laughs> we, we're just not doing anything. We're not changing our clothes. And I understand that because I've, I've, I've been there. Um, and suddenly we start to notice that we're putting on some weight and we're not feeling as good as we were feeling before. And um, on the isolation and the pandemic, but really it just has to do with us not being more creative in how we move. So finding some things that you can do to move around is really powerful. Last week we had the... Um, we had the belly twins on, Dina and Nina Badasha, who talked about, you know, probably with dancing that they do online. Um, they have classes, belly dancing. And there's all kinds of online um, classes now that you can take. Uh, some of them are free or some of them are by donation, suggested donations. So if you can't, you know, if you're not working right now, and you don't want to spend a lot of money, you can figure out what you can afford and and you can just download them um, or there are live Zoom classes that you can do right there, you know, at the same time as the teacher. Um, get outside, get into the sunshine, go for a walk, um, get out in nature. Those are really good ways of moving your body clearing your mind and getting your mood back up to, uh, you know, feeling pretty good. And, and also it will help you to um, feel better physically. I was just watching a show the other night where they were talking about how they found that even with this virus that it latches on to fat cells. So I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but, it seems like we would be better off in every way. Our heart, um, our, you know, blood sugar, um, all of that, are, in addition to maybe boosting our, and also boosting our immune system, and maybe, I don't know, gives us a better chance if we catch the virus and dealing with it better. If we get moving and maybe not put on weight, maybe take off a little weight by moving around. So um, in, in all, all ways, moving is really important. And as Susan was talking about, meditation is really powerful. And I talk about meditation quite a bit uh, on this program. And there are all different ways of meditating. And, you know, some are spiritual, if you have a, a, a spirituality that you feel connected to or a religious belief, every religion has some form of meditation in it. And they may not call it meditation. They may call it prayer. Um, and then there, there's the non-spiritual meditation, which is just as powerful in calming our nervous system and boosting our mood and helping us to think more clearly um, mindfulness meditation is one of them. And I'm also going to take a look at Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditation. I have heard of him, and I've heard good things about him, as Susan was talking about. Um, John Kabat-Zinn has written several books that are non-spiritual related mindfulness meditation, where we're just focusing on our breathing or focusing on a word, 
um, or focusing on a sound, uh, looking at a candle. But, but meditation is basically focus, and it helps us to, um, to not get caught up and hooked up in racing thoughts that are sometimes negative and bring us down to negative places, bring us down the rabbit hole. So when we learn how to slow down our thinking, we never can clear our brain. That's just people have a, a mis, there's a misnomer that meditation is clearing your mind. The human mind is not capable of being cleared for any length of time, maybe you know, more than like a few seconds. So slowing down our thoughts so that there's more space between thoughts helps us to not get hooked into thinking. So mindfulness meditation is constantly bringing us back to whatever it is we're focusing on and noticing, oh, that's a, that's a thought about work or that's a thought about money or that's a thought about, you know, when am I going to get out of here <laughs> and labeling it so that you don't get hooked up into it. And that helps us to know and to really understand that we are not our thoughts or of our thoughts. We're not our thoughts. And so we can make choices about what thoughts are not really benefiting us. And, what, and it helps us when we do that to then be able to look at some of our thoughts as, uh, and, and notice which ones are not really rational, not really logical, that kind of lead us to that place of intense fear, anxiety, or to make choices um, that are not that are not good for us. So when we become too anxious about being stuck at home, we might go out to and be around people, not distance ourselves, not wear a mask. It, you know, that it leads us into more danger. So being able to slow down our thoughts, um, it also gives us more patience so that we can sit back and say, you know what, maybe I can wait a little longer before I go out and eat. Maybe I don't need to go to a restaurant right now. Maybe, you know, just because restaurants are open, I don't need to go to them. Maybe I'll wait. Let somebody out the other day to someone why do you need to be the guinea pig? Why don't you wait a couple of weeks and see how other people do when they go out? What's the rush? Why do you need to go out right now? So if you can find a way of calming down your nervous system, then you're able to not be so restless and to make better choices. And that brings me to the other part of what I discussed last week, and that is generosity. And generosity is a really, really powerful uh, way of finding purpose and meaning in your own life. When you are generous toward other people, it creates meaning in your life. So right now when you're sitting home and you're feeling and you're not working or you're feeling kind of useless, perhaps, if you can reframe that and realize that you're staying home is an act of generosity, that you're doing that, not just for yourself, but you're doing that to slow down the spread of a virus that might hurt someone who might be more vulnerable than you, who might not survive it. Or it also helps the healthcare workers not have so many people that they have to try to save um, all at once. Um, So 
it's an act of generosity, staying home. Another act of generosity is wearing a mask when we go out because it's not about us. So there's a lot going around, a lot of misinformation about how masks are bad for us. Well, first of all, they're not because if they were, then surgeons and people who work in in operating rooms would be sick all the time because they have to wear a mask sometimes for nine or ten hours in a row when they do very long surgeries. I've never heard of any of them getting sick from wearing a mask. Um, And they're not wearing a mask for themselves. They're wearing their mask for the patient who's on the operating table who is vulnerable to catching, um, becoming infected with a bacteria that's flying around in the room or a virus because maybe they're cut open. Um, So that's an act of generosity when they wear their mask. They're not protecting themselves. They're protecting that patient. It's the same for us. When we go out into a place where there are other people around, when we wear a mask, we're not doing it. There is some protection for us, but unless we're wearing a, like a very powerful mask, like an N95 mask, which are difficult to find these days, um, it's not 100% protecting us from a virus. But if we're wearing a mask and the person who we come in contact with in the supermarket you know, the other people in the supermarket are wearing masks, then we're we're protecting each other. We're not breathing our – we have to assume that we might have something. We're not breathing it out to them, and they're not breathing it out to us, and now we're all protected. So this is – to me, wearing a mask is about love. It's about generosity. It's about not being self-centered, that we're we're doing it for the other person, they're doing it for us. And that brings meaning into that at that very act, a very small act. That gives that meaning, perp, that act meaning and purpose that we can feel really good about. And having those acts that we can feel good about, that generosity brings passion and purpose into our life, even at this time where we feel like we're standing still. So... On that note, I'm going to continue with this discussion next week and talk about some other ways of feeling passionate and joyful during this time. But right now, we're going to go to a very passionate person, Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, who is also an animator. Comes a time when you're all alone Comes a time, gotta write that song May not make any sense at all But it's up to you, keep a smile on your face Now I've been young mostly every day Just like you, don't you ever change Cause this world's getting pretty old And it's up to you a smile on your face, butterflies down, butterflies down, butterflies down, now don't forget who wrote you this song, cause there'll be times you'll feel all alone in this world, so Greg don't forget this song. 
And that was our producer, Art Mendoza, in his wearing his musician hat. So welcome, yes, Art, to this side. I'm here. How's it going yeah. over there on your side? Oh, it's going well. We're watching the rabbits in the backyard. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So let me tell you about R2's Animation, Inc. All right. I started sketching probably around uh, 40 years ago, 70, in the 70s. And uh, I would make a lot of uh, caricatures of artists and friends that I knew that were musicians. And then I, when I was taking care of a friend of mine in the 90s, I went ahead and uh, started typing a story called Artoons Animation, Inc., and uh, the story was the uh, Mort Monitor and the Musicans quest for the fourth wall. And it was really funny because the uh, S on the typewriter that I was using at the time was not working. And so I put a Z and I said, hey, you know, I'll do that for all my, you know, wherever there's an S, I'll put a Z. And when I showed it to my attorney at the time in, in Los Angeles, he asked me, do you know where that uh, typewriter is? And I said, I'm sure he was given away at the, uh, uh, after my friend passed away and uh, at the estate sale. And he said, because that typewriter is going to probably be worth a lot of money because of that one that are being changed, you have a completely different name. And uh, I, I even have that as my professional name is R2's Animation Inc. During mm-hmm. another reason. And uh, But anyway, the story basically is about a land of music and uh, of the fourth wall for all people that are entertainers. Know that that is the wall that is between the audience and the entertainer. There's... Uh, considered you're in a box, you have four walls, the back wall, the left wall, the right wall, and the fourth wall. And uh, the fourth wall is the one in front. And uh, I will be probably starting within the week. I'm going to clean up a lot of the artwork because they're very, they're all in black and white. And I'm going to start shooting them and then putting them at a, attach them together with a little storyline so people can see it. And I'm going to put it on YouTube as well as Facebook, and just uh, do that during the time that we have this downtime. Because I think that uh, being practical and really watching everything, I think it's going to take a lot longer for everything to get back into a positive mode for people who can make money and all, because it's just going to be a tougher time to get started. And more people, I think, are going to have to be busking. And um, busking is when you're singing 
for your food in front of restaurants and all that. And basically you're getting paid to like all the street people that you see in Austin, they're going to be a lot more. And uh, so I've decided to go back mm-hmm. to my animation and clean it up, put it on as well as do some, uh, shoots of other artists that I know that uh, have been following the protocol and I'll bring them over here and shoot them in the studio as they play some music and uh, talk about certain things and then also throw those things up on the wall. And uh, that's basically it. Uh, I think I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it because the storyline is just, to me, it was enough to make my attorney ask to be a partner and he didn't need to be in a partner to anybody since he signed mm-hmm. all the incredible artists through the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And it was enough for me to just, you know, I was in awe when he asked me to do that. And, um, anyway, that's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and that's what will be happening. And uh, I'll so be putting some people, songs that they put How can people see it when you put it up? Where are they going to look? I'll, I'll make some announcements on YouTube and, and uh, Facebook. On Facebook, okay. they'll be able to, to follow it. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out the best way of doing this to where I can get the, the more more people to be uh, watching it and, and taking note. It's going to be pretty much geared for children more so than adults, even though there's music for everybody. But uh, I think it's a good learning tool on certain things as far as agriculture and uh, you know, transportation. I have things here that now I'm seeing that are being done today, and I'm laughing because I started this in 1990, and now mm-hmm. you know California was doing some things that I was writing about in 1990, and I just started laughing because I went like, "That's that's the way I've always lived." So, anyway, let's get out of here. I'll give it back to you. All right. All right. So I just want to say that whenever you do have the links. I'll be posting that on my Facebook page and my website. Well, it'll be on my Facebook page. It's Artunes Animation Inc. And I'll send you. I'll send you the link. Okay, great. All right, thank you. All right. So before Art knocks us off the air, <laughs> let me let everybody know what's happening next week. Next Sunday, May seventeenth, we'll be back with another live show. Right from right here in Austin, Texas, and we'll be joined from South Padre Island by sociologist, teen and parent communication coach, and best-selling author Laura L. Regan to discuss the issues encountered for grandparents raising their grandchildren, as well as special issues related to this pandemic and isolation in and raising teenagers and more. We'll, we always have more. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show and get the links that my guests spoke about and that Art spoke about, um, I will be posting that later tonight when I have them all together. And you can listen to the, the podcast right there on my website post about this show. Dr. Maricar. And you can also listen to this program in as soon as five minutes from now if you go directly to Blog Talk Radio, B L O G Talk Radio.com slash your golden ears. And you can also listen on Apple Podcasts. And you can listen to all of the previous shows on Apple Podcasts. And for information about upcoming programs and anything else that's coming up, Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. 
This evening's show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment and Postal Productions and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald Devere. And special thanks to my guest, Susan Brunson. And, of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Happy Mother's Day once again. And stay safe. guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.